You are listening to the Center Church Podcast. Center Church is an unapologetic urban church in the heart of Richmond for the heart of Richmond. Our mission is simple, to empower people towards a life-giving journey with Jesus. Enjoy the podcast. Go on back. My mic wasn't on. Elizabeth Greenwood, good to see you this morning. I'm glad that y'all are with us, young friends. But that's the kind of God we worship, the kind of God that fosters an imagination, a childlike wonder, if you will, that sees a rainbow and asks questions about its origin. That is the kind of God that invites us to, as a community, to have an imagination about what if. What if a rainbow just wasn't a sign for peace, but what if a rainbow was a sign of equity for for our entire city? It takes an imagination to embody the invitation to create, both physically with our hands, like God the creator, and mentally with our minds. And I'm no dummy I know it's not easy to have an imagination, a prophetic imagination of what could be when so much of our world is crumbling in on itself. When you've spent time building a career only to be told that you're going to be let go because just to make a few more dollars for shareholders. It's hard in a world to have an imagination when marriages are crumbling in on themselves, when you can't figure out a pathway to communicate again. It's hard to have a prophetic imagination about what could be when it seems like over and over and over again, our world implies and explicitly says that black lives, in fact, do not matter. It's hard to have an imagination, isn't it? What I want us to do is um, think about a time. We're not going to pass the peace today. I would like you to pass the peace after church. But I want you to remember a time when you've spent time building something. Maybe it took years. Maybe it was uh, Legos. Maybe I don't know. But imagine a time when you were building something and suddenly it came toppling in on itself. Maybe you were attempting to build a faith for yourself as a young child. Do you remember that? And maybe you trusted someone. Maybe you gave this person in leadership your trust about faith and all of a sudden that came crumbling in on itself and so did your understanding of God. Remember that time for me. My two boys, Jed and Howdy, they love to build with magnetiles. Magnetiles are these um, magnet bricks. They're blocks that you can kind of manipulate towers with. They, um, mag- I don't know. What's it called when two magnets come together? Do they magnate? They attract. Thank you. <laughs> I went to seminary. <laughs> Uh, it's when these blocks that like attract to one another and you can build these like really elaborate magnet buildings. And um, Howdy loves to test the limits of engineering and do these like massive towers that reach our 10 foot ceilings. And Jed loves to destroy said (laughs) towers that Howdy has spent hours working on. Like literally he'll get a running start and bulldoze his entire body into it. And you hear this crashing of magnetiles. 
But recently, Howdy has been watching Sesame Street like you do at his age. And there's a saying anytime that something goes wrong with an eight-foot large bird. And that saying is, I wonder, what if? Let's try. I wonder, what if? Let's try. Jed's initial, or Howdy's initial reaction when Jed runs his body through the magnet house is to scream, throw up his hand, say, I give up. Enough's enough. My world has come crumbling down. My building has come crumbling down. But then he's reminded of this saying, I wonder, what if, let's try. I wonder why the tower came crashing down. I wonder why we live in a world that continues to perpetuate the narrative that black lives don't matter. I wonder why. And what if? What if I moved my tower into another room that Jed couldn't get to? What if there was a way that something could be different? What if we imagined a different kind of prison system one that just doesn't perpetuate recidivism, but one that actually puts a stop and brings about healing for both the victim and the victimizer. And then let's try. Let's do it. Let's imagine a different world, and then let's be the people that just don't say thoughts and prayers, but actually do what God is inviting us to do something new. Often when things go wrong, I think most people's first reaction is to point the finger and say, that's bad. That's wrong. This shouldn't be. Um, but I really believe that that's okay to say but it has to be coupled with imagination. Like it's okay to point out things and say they're wrong and evil and vile, but if we don't have an imagination to see for something better, then it's just cynicism and nihilism at best. We're just critiquing for the sake of critique. We're not wondering and imagining and trying and building and creating and sustaining and calling for accountability and thusly healing. Are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> Cynicism has a way of destruction about itself, but the prophet is different. The prophet uncovers the root of the issue. It doesn't throw up its hands and say, ugh, that's it, I can't take it anymore. The prophet imagines a different world of equality, a different world where we don't have to worry about the harm done, a different world of inclusion and a world that's attempting to exclude. The prophet says, how can we build that? A prophet doesn't rest in what they're against, in other words. They see a future and invite people toward what God is for. We have enough people telling us what they're against. Well, that's great. But what is God for? 
What are we building? What are we doing here? What are we imagining? What are we a part of? What is going to be different with God? And I think people are, are leaving the church in droves is because we are lacking what Walter Brueggemann says is the prophetic imagination. <laughs> We're not really offering a whole lot. This is what Walter Brueggemann says. When we think prophetic, we need not always think grandly about public tasks. It's the vocation of the prophet to keep alive the ministry of imagination. The ministry of imagination. We minister to people on the outside of the church when the church can be a place of imagination, of wonder. I wonder, what if? Let's try. In our scripture reading today, I want to give a little context. It's in chapter 40 of Isaiah. Many scholars believe this is called Deutero-Isaiah. There's as many as three authors in the book of Isaiah based on the time period. We have um, first Isaiah, then we have Deutero-Isaiah, then we have Tritio-Isaiah. This takes place in Deutero-Isaiah. Let me give a little more context. The Israelites were taken by the Babylonian Empire, and the best and the brightest were relocated in this sprawling network of what was then called Babylon. The best and the brightest were oftentimes subject to working for the king at this time. And they had pretty good circumstances, these Israelites that were working under the work of the king. But there was also work camps where people didn't have it so great in Babylonian exile. Israelites were forced to do the hardest labor, and they didn't have a lot of food. They weren't given rations, and oh yeah, they had to worship a different kind of God. Their identity of being Israelites was stripped away from them. This is the context in which we are reading today Isaiah. And it's at this moment in Deutero-Isaiah where they begin to make plans to wonder about the possibility of Israel being rebuilt. They wondered, could it possibly be that we can return to this land that has been besieged by the Babylonian Empire? Could we return and build something that God once imagined for us, the land of milk and honey? Can we once again be a people that are a light unto the nation, they began to wonder? And people like Nehemiah began to put the works in place to return to Israel after Babylonian exile and begin to rebuild the wall, to, re, to begin to rebuild, uh, so to speak, with magnetiles. The place that God had once imagined. God speaks through our prophet and reminds both the Israelites and us, the listener in church here today, comfort my people. Comfort my people. Are you a comforter? Do you bring hope in otherwise hopeless situations? Do you have a creative imagination? One that the text continues that in the wilderness you prepare the way of the Lord and you make straight in the desert a highway for God's people. Are you that kind of person? Because I think it's really funny. The text is inviting us to think that prophetic imagination invites holy spaces and renewed places. Do you make holy places. 
and renewed places, holy spaces and renewed places. Do you do that? Don't get sidetracked and point fingers. Restore a sense of wonder. Look at the deeper issue, not just the low-hanging fruit. Have an imagination to move beyond. I wonder what if. What if there was something beyond? What if we could go back and build walls again? What if there was a pathway for us to be a sovereign nation again? Yeah, things are bad. Our people are in work camps. We're being forced to worship idols. Our identity and location has been stripped away from us. We did this to ourselves. We placed ourselves in a wandering desert once again. And Israel knows a lot about deserts. They wandered in them for 40 long years, only to become occupied once again and sent to a new location. I'm reminded of a parable. There, there was a people that were stuck in a desert for many, many years. And this desert was long, it was vast, and it was hot. And these people were wandering and journeying. And suddenly, up in the distance, after years of traveling, they see a Burger King. This is so exciting for them. I can have it my way <laughs> right now. I can have it my way at this Burger King. But the only problem is that this is a Burger King that was in the desert. <laughs> and the burgers had been sitting out for years. They were moldy. They were festering with bugs. They were gross. And people began to run to that Burger King. They were like, this is it. We can finally have it my way. But a few started to wonder. A few began to think to themselves, maybe they're, I mean, this is cool that there's a Burger King here that has gross, moldy burgers that we can have my way. But what if there's something beyond this Burger King in the desert? What if there's an in and out? Well, there's the five guys. I don't know. I wonder if that could be. Well, what if instead of stopping at this Burger King with the moldy burgers that we can have my way, what if we collectively began to continue to journey past this Burger King? What if we actually began to, to think about doing what we say we're about, which is good food for a lot of people and milkshakes? It's not easy. It's not easy to do this. Most people stop and throw up their hands at the Burger King and say, that's it, I'm done. But what if we moved our magnetiles to, magnetiles to a more secure location? What if we began to think about rebuilding? What if, what if we gave our marriage another shot? What if we sought therapy and counseling? Side note, if you don't have a therapist, get into therapy. Um, yeah, we can clap for therapy. Some people are like, I love my therapist. And here's the deal. Um, if you don't have a therapist, come talk to one of us on staff. We will give you some resources and help get you connected to a therapist. And I'm going to do you one better. If you can't afford a therapist, we got you. We'll help make it a way that you can have some sessions in therapy. We want to do that for you. Side note, sorry about that. 
but it is really important. What if I applied to a different job? What if, what if I moved beyond the stinky burgers and had a creative imagination for something new? What if we built a different kind of church where collaboration, innovation, and healing could take place? What might be? You see, the prophet does not ask if the vision can be implemented. Implementation doesn't matter until there's an image for an equitable future. Imagination comes from implementation, but implementation is the sacred invitation for collaboration with Christ. That is what this series is all about, sacred invitations to do. Do you know what strikes fear in totalitarian governments more than anything in the world? It's the artist. Because the artist often imagines what could be and creates to transform an alternate reality apart from the dictator's desires. The evil one wants you to throw up your hands and give in to cynicism that is continued destruction. The government wants you to turn a blind eye to a prison system that incarcerates people of color at a disproportionate rate in hopes that they can exploit human labor with new Jim Crow laws. I wonder, though, I wonder if something's evil about this prison system that has corporate greed at its interest. I wonder if something's up with that. What if instead of sending people to the death at the electric chair, what, what if we tried to rehabilitate them, actually? What if instead of giving in to this knee-jerk reaction of justice and punishment, we began to actually think of ourselves as people that are for healing. <laughs> healing for the victims. And dare I say it, the victimizers. Can we have a prophetic imagination? And I'm going to invite the band up. Can we have a prophetic imagination to do something new? Let's try something new. Let's create an alternative worldview. Let's collaborate two distinctive churches into one mission, into one expression. Let's affirm the very people that have been pushed out of churches for decades and say that they are welcomed. They're not just welcomed, but they can be a part of. Let's make the church the center of rehabilitation. Let's figure out a way to form our policies and policing in our, in our cities to be trauma-informed rather than trauma-inducing. Are you with me? I wonder, what if let's try, Big Bird? Nehemiah returned back to an Israel that was in shambles. Does this sound familiar to you? When you build up the courage, when you muster up the energy, when you know what you're returning back to is a marriage that is failing or has failed or a relationship that has gone wrong or a job that you've lost and you have the courage that you finally turn back and you see the destruction that lays ahead of you. Do you say, I give up? 
have an imagination to rebuild again, something different, something better, something more hopeful. Later in our text, Isaiah 43, 19, I want you to hear this. Hear these words as a blessing. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland, in and out burgers in the desert. I wonder, what if? Let's try to have an imagination. Be healed. Dream of 